Dr. Amanda Madrid's driver guided us in a land cruiser on a narrow horse path in the Cuyamel River Valley of central Honduras, where Dr. Madrid had just spoken to frightened medical personnel. More drug cartel-connected murders had been committed in the region. Panic led to five clinics closing temporarily, and medical workers needed a plan from the doctor to care for pregnant women and sick children. My purpose for traveling with the doctor was to see her in action as background for this book. But when two armed Honduran men stepped from behind a thick stand of eucalyptus trees into the path of our vehicle, what she did next became vital to understanding Dr. Amanda Madrid. Both men were camoed up, armed with Glocks and AK-47s. One man guarded the bend in the road ahead, while the other stepped directly in front of the vehicle. In Honduras, police stop cars at roadblocks every day, but these men were neither police patrols nor military, so adrenaline surged and worst-case scenarios flashed to mind. Driver Don Gil, a 58-year-old Honduran who bowed with his head against the steering wheel before we left, praying for our safety and success, applied the brakes and stopped the vehicle but he kept the diesel engine percolating, ready to make necessary moves to escape, even if furiously in reverse. Get down in the floorboard, I told my 16-year-old daughter, who had come with me to Honduras as my assistant. She did not hunch down, but focused on the armed men, wanting to know what was going on. I didn't know. All I could tell her was we were in a village called Agua Caliente, hot water. To my surprise, the door of the land cruiser opened, and Dr. Madrid reached for her calendar book and pen. What was she doing? Why were these armed men stopping us, and why was Dr. Madrid getting out? Why couldn't Don Gil simply wave, point to the Predison logo on the vehicle, the equivalent in this region of a Red Cross symbol, and drive on? I know these guys, Dr. Madrid said. Really? Dr. Madrid knows heavily armed men on remote roads in the mountains? Granted, for 25 years, Dr. Madrid had treated nearly every person in this Guyamel River Valley region, and indeed seemed to know everyone but armed thugs. Dr. Madrid stuck the pen through the bun of her hair, stepped out of the vehicle onto the dirt road, and strode toward the first man in the road, not cautiously, but boldly. She smiled. The only time wrinkles appeared on her face. You would expect more visible wear from a 56-year-old female doctor, traveled as she is, and held out her right hand toward the man. With her left hand, Dr. Madrid brushed back a wisp of auburn hair, pushed up her glasses that had slipped down because of sweat, and her long earrings gently rocked beneath her strong jaws as she came to a stop in front of the man about twenty feet in front of us. The armed man stuffed his glock in the backside waistband of his pants, then shook hands with the doctor. Dr. Madrid was the only one of the five in the vehicle courageous enough to go toe-to-toe with these men, they in their combat boots and she in her blazing red high heels. Honduran men seem to respect the doctor because she doesn't speak like most Honduran women, in deference to men, but looks with her brown eyes, 
directly into theirs. She doesn't dress like a typical Honduran woman in a skirt, but she wears jeans and high heels. Dr. Madrid is no ordinary Honduran woman. The people who work with her say, Tiene los pantalones bien puestos. She wears the pants well. There's slang in Spanish that they also say about her, and it means figuratively that she is a tough leader, but the literal words wouldn't pass for good taste in genteel company. They say about her, tiene huevos, she has eggs. And in Latin America, they're not referring to the female kind of eggs.